Oops, walked out of my shoe. Good morning, church family. Everywhere I go in a Seventh-day Adventist church, I have a family. And most of the time, I go and my husband knows somebody. Can you believe that? His father being a pastor over here in Alabama uh, at the Gadsden Church uh, for a while. Uh, He went to Bass Memorial Academy. I went to Bass Memorial Academy, but I'd never met him. And... um, Anyway, so I feel familiar no matter where I go when it's in a Seventh-day Adventist church, although I feel glad in any church, in any congregation, but this is my home. Um, we were late getting here yesterday because our GPS decided it wanted us to circle around Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> it's terrible. We confused that poor thing. To, we just kept going around in circles, and I said, honey, we passed this way before. Oh, no, I don't think so. And I said, oh, I think so. Because I was kind of looking out around while he was driving, trying to pay attention to traffic, and I said, oh, we've been here two or three times. <laughs> so we took that visit around there. Anyway, we got here. It was a little bit late, but what a beautiful town. I love to come to Florida. Uh, it's one of my favorite places to be, although when you live in the state of Texas, we don't leave that state to come here for good weather. We come here for the ocean. It's beautiful here, actually. And I always bring a gift when I come from the state of Texas, and that's my big hair. (laughs) You know that ladies in Texas like big hair. You can usually tell where a woman comes from by the style of her hair. So I made mine, try to make it big today. You know, the humidity's worse here, so it kind of fails. But I brought my big hair. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit about some health today. I know that's a subject that scares us to death for some people. You completely close your mind to it. Others are just eager and wanting to learn a little bit more about health. So I want to tell you first about a friend of mine. And before I do that, may we bow our heads for prayer. Father God, as we are here in your presence today, I ask that you take this sinner, this vessel, this mess, Lord, this mess, and give me words that you want me to speak, Lord, because it's not about me. It's about you. So your presence is needed here today, Father. Open our minds, open our hearts to receive whatever it is you want us to hear. Father, I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This friend of mine had somebody that she wanted to take to a seminar because this person was very unhealthy, and a church was offering a cooking class. So she thought, if I can get this person to go to this cooking class with me, then I would be able to help this person so they'd have better health. Because, see, they had their first heart attack at the age of 49, their second heart attack at the age of 50, and their third heart attack before the age of 60. The only good thing was that they didn't die that first, second, or third heart attack. So this person, my friend, took this person, her friend, to this seminar so she could help him to overcome his bad, healthy habits. But what happened is it changed her. When she went to that seminar... She weighed in excess of over 265 pounds, probably closer to 300. She had the beginnings of type 2 diabetes. She had severe hypertension. 
She had high cholesterol, not counting her morbid obesity. And it changed her life. She'd been on heart medication for 22 years. Since that seminar, she has lost over 118 pounds. She has reversed her diabetes. Her cholesterol last count was 128. Heart medication is gone. Hypertension is gone. That person was me. That person was me. And when I took that person to that seminar, I was trying to do them a favor for their life, having no idea how out of control I was because, see, I was a vegetarian. A fat, sick vegetarian. And trust me, you can be a fat, sick vegan. I know some people are always so bold to think, I'm a vegan, I'm healthy. That doesn't necessarily give you the keys to health. All right? I had been praying for years for the Lord to get a hold of my heart. I was raised a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, but I kind of walked away from the Lord. Can you believe that? Walking away from God? How unprotected. But I wanted a relationship. I'd never had that one-on-one relationship with the Lord, never in my life. And so here I am at that time in my late 50s, saying, Lord, is there anything I can do? Do I possess any talent at all that I can serve you? And I said, Lord, whatever it is, I will work. I will do whatever it is you ask me to do. Lord, just show me what you want me to do. And God took me out of a six-figure income into the corporate world and put me in front of people, talking to them, teaching them about health. If God can do that to me at my age, let me tell you what, and my health, he can do anything. I am a miracle. I am a miracle. I could not get up in front of people and talk to them for nothing. I had such severe stage fright. I couldn't read a scripture. I couldn't sing. I love music. The music is beautiful. I couldn't do it. But when God's wanting to use us, he can change us. He can do anything. And that's what he did. I must tell you, I've been married all of two years to my wonderful husband. He is so handsome. I call him my handsome Samson. Uh, and, I, I, and he laughs at that because he's a little shy of hair on the top, but that's okay. Samson went through a time where he didn't have any either, remember? Cut it off. But he contacted me because he wanted to know something about health. My dear husband, to date, has lost 69 pounds. He was on two high blood pressure medications. He was on one cholesterol-lowering medication. And he was on type 2 diabetes medication, suffering with neuropathy. My sweet husband is medication-free. It is, oh, thank you so much. This is a gift. Um, It's amazing 
Can you believe that? He's 72 years old in May. I'm in my 60s. I'm not telling you my age. <laughs> I want you to think I'm older than I am, so you'll say, oh, you look good. But, but seriously, I feel good. I still have 30 pounds I want to lose, but I feel better today than I did when I was in my 30s. All because God opened my heart, and I had to finally confess to myself that I had a problem. I was married once before I met Rindle, 40 years in abusive relationship. And when Satan can find any way to wedge himself into your life, he will use it. Even unbeknownst to yourself, he will use it. And he did for me. Because food became my best friend. It gave me so much comfort when I was, when I was hurting and I didn't want anybody to know about my circumstances. I would go to my kitchen and I would eat because that gave me comfort. That gave me power. That was killing me. Spiritually, physically, mentally, it was killing me. I started to pray, asking the Lord to open my eyes. Open my eyes, Lord, to what you want me to do. And there had come a time where I, I was confused and like, Lord, I'm not sure. Is this health what you want me to do? Is this where you want me to stay? And I knelt down at my, my bed one morning, exhausted. I'd been at the hospital with somebody all through the night. And I come home and I was tired. And I said, Lord, I need a confirmation from you because I'm at that point where I don't know if I'm, I'm doing this for you or if I'm doing this for me. So I need your help here. And I said, I'm, I'm going to get up in my bed and I'm going to open my Bible. And where I open my Bible, Lord, I want you to give me a message. Has anybody ever done that before? I know that's bold, but I did. I opened up my Bible, and sorry for my poor wore-out Bible, um, but it goes with me everywhere I go. And when I travel, it goes on the dash in my car, and as you can tell, the sun has damaged it. I didn't realize that at the time. But this is like my sword. This goes ahead of me. And so I take it with me everywhere I go. And as I woke, uh, crawled up in that bed, and I opened up my Bible, and I came to this bold print in there because this Bible is, is a remnant Bible, so it has inserts of Ellen G. White in it. Beautiful, beautiful inserts. Sometimes I find myself just going through the bold blue in here to read what she has to say. Such beautiful, beautiful writing. And this is what I read that morning. I don't wear these because I can't see. They just look good. Um, through all of our trials, we have a never-failing helper. Though now he is hidden from our mortal sight, the ear of faith can hear his voice saying, Fear not, I am with you. However much a shepherd may love his sheep, he loves his sons and daughters more. Jesus is not only our shepherd, he is our everlasting father. Because we are the gift of his father and the reward of his work, Jesus loves us, reader. He loves you. 
Heaven itself can bestow nothing greater, nothing better, therefore trust. Do you know that was the first time in my adult life that I ever really felt like somebody loved me? When I read those words, she said, reader, he loves you. I forgot my whole purpose of why I was up in that bed reading because the words were so beautiful, they resonated with me. And it was like I felt like Jesus for the first time in my life gave me a hug. Like, child, I'm with you, I love you. And it came from the Desire of Ages. So I went scurrying through my house looking for a Desire of Ages. I could not find one. And I had many of them. Trust me, my father used to be a call porter. So he inundated us with all these books. But I couldn't find one. Except this little Happiness Digest series. A lot of churches, I found out in the four years, who passed these books out. They are amazing. And I knew that the page that she gave here was not going to be the page in here. Because these are condensed, they're not the same. But I thought, I might as well go there. Somebody just kept telling me, read it, read it, read it. So I did. And I, reached, I opened up that page, it was 483, 482. And I, I opened it up, and what did it say to me? In the Savior's manner of healing, there were lessons for his disciples. On one occasion, he anointed the eyes of a blind man with clay and bade him go wash in the pool of Siloam. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. The cure could be wrought only by the power of the great healer, yet Christ made use of the simple agencies in nature. Why, he did not give countenance to drug medication. He sanctioned the use of simple and natural remedies. To many of the afflicted ones who received healing, Christ said, sin no more. You know, I've thought about that through the years. When, when we read in our Bible where Christ healed, because when he was on this earth, what he did is he served, didn't he? He served humanity. He healed. He brought to them words of wisdom, words of courage for the Father. So his, his time on this earth was of service. Is not that what our time on this earth is for? Is to serve? Isn't that our purpose? And when I read that, I thought, wow, I understand now when he said go. Most of the time he would say go and sin no more, and I think he's healing them of a disease. What does that have to do with it? Could it be the possibility that like us today, that we are eating ourselves into sin? Could it be? Christ had been the guide and the teacher of ancient Israel, and he taught them the health is the reward of the obedience of the laws of God. The great physician who healed the sick in Palestine had spoken to his people from the pillar of cloud, telling them what they must do and what God would do for them. If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, he said, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you which I have put on the Egyptians." Christ gave to Israel definite instruction in regard to their habits of life, and he assured them, the Lord will take away all of your sickness. When they fulfilled the conditions, the promises were verified. 
These lessons are for us. There are conditions to be observed by all who would preserve health. All should learn that these condition, what these conditions are. The Lord is not pleased with ignorance and regarding his laws, either natural, spiritual. We are to be workers together with God for the re- restoration of health to the body as well as to the soul. And we should teach others how to preserve and to recover health. For the sick, we should use the remedies which God has provided in nature. We should point them to him who alone can restore. It is our work to present the sick and suffering to Christ. In the arms of our faith, we would teach them to believe in the great healer. We should lay hold on them. They hold on his promises and pray for the manifestation of his power. The very essence of the gospel is in restoration. And the Savior would have us bid the sick to the hopeless and the afflicted to take hold on his strength. It was by no chance that I chose this page that morning. It was by no chance that I could not find a desire of ages in my house but this one, because that was God's plan. As I have read through my Bible about health, I want to read this to you first. It's in Genesis 1, 29. If you want to follow me, that's fine. If you want to write it down or listen, Genesis 1, 29. And God said, see... I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of all the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you it shall be food. And of course we know after sin vegetables were added in that's in Genesis 3 and then when you go in you'll find out where what was clean and unclean because after the flood God permitted man to eat meat from animals. And at that time, the life expectancy dropped quite drastically, didn't it? And later on, we're going to go over here to Daniel. And we're talking here about Daniel and his friends. And I think this is amazing as well. Daniel 1, 8 But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested to the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Daniel and his friends were raised on a very good, healthy diet, not only of the food that entered their body, but spiritually and mentally. They were 100% healthy from the mind through the body. When he went to his personal interview in front of the king, mind you, and this is over in 19, uh, again, Daniel 1, 19, then the king interviewed them, and among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king uh, examined them, he found them ten times better than all of the magicians and astrologers who were at his realm. 
Could it have been their diet? Could it have been the food that they entered, the food and the wine that they would not take, but they took the simple things, and we, we read in the Bible, pulse. Pulse represents vegetables and fruits is what it is. And that's what they wanted. And yet they were healthier. And they, it says fatter, which means uh, more muscled than anybody else. And they ate the simple foods that God had created in the beginning for us to eat before sin. Here, Ellen White again talks about Daniel and says, Daniel and his associates had been trained by their parents to habits of strict temperance. Temperance. You know, that's a word we don't hear too much today because everywhere you go, it's more of indulgence. Correct? We don't go to McDonald's and get just a hamburger we are going to supersize it. Right? And we're not going to go to Pizza Hut and get just a cheese pizza because we're a vegetarian. We're going to have them fill the outside of the crust with that much cheese, and then we're going to have them put double cheese on that pizza, correct? Hey, I know. I used to be a cheeseaholic. That's another term. Instead of alcoholic, I was a cheeseaholic. They had been taught that God would hold them accountable for their capabilities. Think of that. What are our capabilities, folks? He holds us accountable for what we can do, but we're not doing. And maybe for some of us, we're too sick and feeble to do the things that we can do, because our lack of temperance. Had Daniel so desired, he might have found in his surroundings a plausible excuse for departing from strict temperance habits. He might have argued that, dependent as he was on the king's favor, favor and subject to his power, there was no other course for him to pursue than to eat of the king's food and drink. Of his wine, for he should here adhere to the divine teaching. He would offend the king and probably lose his position and his life. Should he disregard the commandment of the Lord? He would retain the favor of the king and secure for himself intellectual advantages and flattering worldly prospects. But Daniel did not hesitate. The approval of God was dearer to him than the favor of the most powerful earthly potentate. Dearer than life itself, folks. That was his relationship to the Lord. It was dearer than his own life, his relationship to the Lord. In reaching the decision, the four Hebrew youth did not act presumptuously, but in firm reliance upon God. Firm reliance upon God. Folks, there is nothing so strong of a power out there that God in his superpower cannot take from us. Do you understand? He has the power to change everything in our life. If it's for the good, he will change it if we just ask him. God, give me the strength. Give me the courage. Give me your superpower so I can do this through you. 
Daniel asked that the matter be tested by a 10-day trial. The Hebrew youth during this time began uh, uh, being supplied with simple food while their companions ate the king's dainties. In personal appearance, the Hebrew youth showed a marked superiority over their companions. This is huge to me. This is huge. Folks, we are living so close to the last days. And when I read, and my husband and I, we wake up every morning, and we have our worship. Go to bed every night, and we have our worship. And as we're reading more spirit of prophecy and we're reading through the Bible, every, everything I read, everything I see, on, on I, I've gotten to a place where I can't even watch news anymore. Can't watch it. So much arguing, so much bickering, so many lies, so much deceit. And I'm thinking, why would I put those negative things in my body? It's just like food, only it's the bad food to go into my mind. Ellen White says, it is impossible for us to escape from this pen of sin. All sin. It's impossible. And appetite is being one of the hardest to overcome. Adam and Eve were perfect. They were sinless and in perfect health. Eve had everything to make her happy. Can you imagine, husbands, that you would ask your wife, I'm going to buy you anything your heart desires. And your wife says, I don't want anything. Well, what what about a new home? My home's fine. What about a new car? My car works perfect. Why would I want another one? Have you ever known a woman to be so content she wanted nothing? No. Yet the fruit of the forbidden tree was more desirable to her. She was perfect. She wanted nothing. She needed nothing. But that fruit, that temptation, not just in the food itself, but it was Satan using that fruit, that food, as her temptation. She was intemperate in her desires through the temptation of Satan. Listen to this. The controlling power of appetite will prove the ruin of thousands, I want to say millions, who if they had conquered on this point would have had the moral power to gain the victory over every other temptation. Do you understand that? She is telling us that if we can overcome appetite, that we have the moral power to overcome every temptation that Satan throws our way. But those who are slaves to appetite will fail a perfecting Christian character. This is a character flaw. The continued transgression of man for over 6,000 years has brought sickness, it's brought pain and death as its fruits. And as we draw near the close of time, Satan's temptation to indulge appetite will be more powerful and more difficult to resist. Who would even think 
Seriously, the appetite would be so strong that it would absolutely control our minds, our bodies, and our spiritual connection to God. But it does. I remember when I started to clean up my diet and I got rid of the poison, the poison that I was putting into my body just like this. Uh, I think the name was Tasha. That was one of the best analogies I have seen ever. And as soon as she did that, I noticed those poor little flowers like, I could think of our arteries when we're putting all the junk food in and how they too are closing up because that's what's going to happen. They're going to close up. It's amazing to me how God has designed this body to reverse itself so quickly. The first thing I noticed when I got rid of the junk food in my diet, and I'm talking about everything that was processed, everything that was unhealthy for me, and I started to eat whole plant food, the plant food that God created for us to eat in the beginning. He didn't make a mistake, folks. There was no mistake in what he created for us to eat. The mistake was what our father and mother did in the garden when they chose something different, correct? So then God had to go into gear. Ooh, I need to give him something else. I started reading my Bible, and the things I was comprehending was amazing. I had read the Bible. I had read these passages many times throughout my life, and none was ever clearer than they were when I started to change my diet. It is about the mind. It is about the body. It is about the spirit. We cannot have that connection. I mean, you can plug in a lamp, correct? It has a cord on the end of it. You can plug it in all day long, and it's not going to come on until you turn on the switch, correct? You must have that connection to Christ. And if there's something blocking our connection to Christ, then we are not going to get it. We can play Christians. We can play church all day long. But there are things that are preventing us from having that real connection, that real relationship with Jesus. Things I read in the Bible so clear to me. And, and I didn't get it right at the very beginning. It was after I started reading, I'm thinking, wow, I've read that before. I never got that. Why didn't I get it? And it just like a light bulb went off because you were not connected to me. Today we are consulting taste instead of reason when it comes to the laws of health, folks. Appetite has controlled our very reason. Do you understand that? Appetite has controlled our reason, and it's going to get worse. We should avoid the foods that are destroying our very health, folks. You know, the Bible talks about being a peculiar people. What makes us any different than them? What makes us any different? What if that peculiar people would be that none of us suffered from any lifestyle disease, like your heart disease, like your cancers, like your type 2 diabetes, like obesity? What if we were all so vibrant and so full of health that when we were out in the public, we would shine, and everybody would say, what is it about those Seventh-day Adventists? They're all happy. I've never seen one grouchy. 
They smile. When you see them in town, I've looked. They're all smiling. Their steps are sure. They walk really good. Sometimes I even see them out walking or even jogging. Can you believe that? They'd be jogging. What is it? Some of them are in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and they are just a picture of health. What are they doing? What are those people up there doing in that church? Folks, if we were like that, they would want what you have. That's what would separate us. The health message is the right arm of the third angel's message. Shame on us. Shame on us. We gave it to the world. The world has our health message now. They just don't have the truth with it. Let's take it back. Let's get this over with. Let's go heaven. Let's go meet Jesus. I want to meet Jesus. I want to get off this earth, but I want to be as healthy as I possibly can because he expects us to be. How are we going to be feeble, sick, and grab our medications to help other people and serve them? Folks, we have a commission. And if you don't do it, somebody will. Thank you. God bless you.